I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. think of one of your paths just one the very first one that comes to mind it does not matter what it is just choosing this one because it's not the end-all be-all and this is something that I'm going to stick to to not settle for anything less than I know I deserve and I know I desire and for you to do the same now let the magic begin Why, hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and happy anniversary to all of us. Ah, it is October 16th. Well, you're gonna be listening to this episode on October 15th, but October 16th, 2017 was the very first six episodes of Your Own Magic. And whether you've been with Yom since day uno since the beginning October 16th or joined six months ago or two months ago or this happens to be your first episode and this episode happens to resonate with you in some way so you decide to be part of the soul tribe family well happy one year anniversary to all of us and also to the beautiful unicorn who helped me make this dream a reality. Bringing the idea of podcasting and sharing 
many messages, soulful, universal, truthful messages with many spiritualists and soul curious seekers like yourselves. So big thank you. Big, big thank you. Thank you doesn't even do justice for this word of how grateful I am, but Ali Michelle, I truly could dedicate a whole podcast to my gratitude for that time in our life where we created this, and I'm so grateful for your true soul always. And also, I'm so thankful for all the guests who have shared their secrets and tips and their tricks on how they created their own magic so we can pick and choose their tools to help us unleash our own magic. <laughs> I'm such a big cheese ball. Cashew cheese, of course. Cashew cheese. This episode, though, is basically dedicated, yep, pretty much wholeheartedly dedicated to you, the listener, lending your ear to me right now, my soul tribe sisters, and the few brothers who are open and heart-centered and tapping into this powerful energy that we're all creating together. Seriously, this podcast would obviously not even be where it is today without all of you. Words also will never justify how grateful I am for you. And also, I'm grateful for this little bird who's been hanging out with me while I'm here in my hotel room in Thailand. He comes onto my lanai. I call him Charlie. Maybe I'll share a little video or picture of him, but he comes and he hangs out on my lanai at the hotel that I'm staying at in Phuket. And it's 6.40 a.m. and for whatever reason I felt called to just I was gonna do this later but for whatever reason I just had this impulse to just do it now and so I'm following that impulse and I think that there's a reason for that so I hope that whatever messages are delivered here will be messages that come from a force beyond me and they're delivered to you Oh, and duh, also huge, huge, huge thanks to Joni. Joni, I'm talking to you. She's Allie's mama and happens to be my fairy godmama for, she, she just, she knows everything and she'll, she'll be on in a episode next month, which is really exciting. She's just brought light to so much darkness that was still lingering within. And I was, especially in the middle of this year and has helped me so much and so I am so grateful for her as that energy has helped me keep light in this podcast and of course my mama and papa my mom for listening to every single episode and being the most supportive mom in the world and my dad for listening to two <laughs> I think he's only listened to Christina's episodes he just he loves Christina so much I decided this episode should maybe just be a Q&A, answering many of your questions. And sprinkled throughout this episode are many of you. So I can't wait to share your voices on this podcast. And yeah, wow. I should probably give a big shout out too to, well, all gratitude for all the sponsors. And this one in particular who has been with us since day one. Hum nutrition. <laughs> Every time I say hum, it reminds me of this old meditation that we did in India where we had to plug our ears, close our eyes, and just hum for about an hour. And your entire body was just buzzing. Anyways, hum, nutrition. Now, 
Perhaps you eat so well, yet you know your skin is just not quite as clear or glowy, or you have really off bloating and digestive issues with chronic stomach pain, or maybe your nails and hair could use some more shine and strength, or maybe perhaps you need a little aid and boost your metabolism, or your energy is maybe just a bit low, or now there's signs of wrinkles creeping in and you're just not in the mood for Botox, or you have Bali Belly like I did, and you just need something to save your gut. <laughs> Me. In 2017, I could go on and on. There are so many different healing offerings that Hum provides. And Hum has got you with 20% off one or more of their pure and potent, gluten-free, non-GMO, highest quality products that were all very meticulously selected and created with the right micronutrients to help you refresh your beauty from the inside out. And also the Soul Tribe receives a free nutrition report and they'll connect you with a personal nutritionist if you desire to help supplement you with the right micronutrients to balance all of your own personal deficiencies. So just go to humnutrition.com and type in the promo code MAGIC for 20% off your purchase. And of course, by using our code, you're also supporting this podcast. And that's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. Oh, and also, there is always an ongoing Hum giveaway for who rates and reviews the podcast. Every round, I select three people and I send it to Hum, those people that had sent me a screenshot of their rate and review to hello at yourownmagic.life. And so, if you rate and review and send it to my email, perhaps I'll select you for the next round of Hum giveaway where you win $150 worth of Hum products wherever you're at in the world. Not a bad deal. So thank you Hum and thank you to all of you supporting the podcast through any of our sponsors really. And before the Q&A, I must also give a shout out to the Yomi review of the week, the anniversary week. So you're kind of a big deal this one, this beautiful or I guess more so handsome Nick Bardo. <laughs> And Nick writes, as a boy, dude, yummy, I still gain so much knowledge, yet I also am reminded to love and grow each and every day. I'm so eternally grateful that my partner brought us together. It has truly changed my life and more importantly, allows for me to change myself. Love you and the community. Thank you, Ram Ram. Two red emoji hearts. Ram Ram and two red emoji hearts back to you, Nick. So thank you so much for your masculine energy in the group. It is greatly appreciated. Thank your partner for introducing Yom. And ah, I just love men that love love, love to honor their heart, their heart centered, and they love to honor themselves and their personal growth. And yeah, Nick, do you just happen to have a like-minded brother? Just kidding, kind of, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And, uh, okay, uh, so, disclaimer, I'm not a therapist or a psychotherapist or a licensed anything. This is truly just coming, all of these questions are truly just coming from the heart and all of the information that I have observed and held within or sometimes it's spontaneously randomly delivered that I didn't even know I knew. 
but it just kind of comes out on the podcast. At that time, I did a solo Q&A a few months ago. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. I need to not go this long without doing solo episodes. And for my soul, because I truly just love to do them. And so I'm really looking forward to this episode. But on that solo Q&A, I answered in great depth only a handful of questions, leaving dozens out, which is so not cool. So this time, I still want to answer with the same heart and depth, but more condensed so I can answer more than last time. And if I have to do multiple parts, I have to do multiple parts. That's totally great. But I'm not going in any order on the Facebook thread, so that way I can kind of mix it up, answering some short ones mixed with long answers, but obviously shallow-winded answers are just damn near impossible, so nothing will be on a surface level. All from the heart. And again, sprinkled throughout are the voices of you guys, the Soul Tribe, as I asked in the Facebook group to send your voices to me so I can deliver it on this happy anniversary episode. Ah, all right, now, last thing, tribers, to all my self-expanders and personal development junkies, well, Skillshare has a special deal for you. Right now, I am taking many skill enhancement courses. I was checking out some of the creative writing courses, entrepreneurial, portrait photography, and now I'm kind of digging productivity and I saved a few illustration classes because I'm interested in trying to make that a hobby midday when I have nothing to do between the hours of 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. I'm gonna make myself try out an illustration course. So, and they have over 20,000 courses at our fingertips to learn from and to strengthen our passion. So Tribe, you are so welcome. Your Own Magic's new sponsor, Skillshare, is gifting you two months to take as many courses as you darn well please for only 99 cents. Yes, that is just shy of a dollar. So two months when you use our special link, skillshare.com forward slash magic, and you have so many courses to expand your skills at your fingertips. That is skillshare.com forward slash magic to start your two months now. And now, tribe, let the magic begin with you and she. Hey everyone, my name is Madeline and I'm so excited to be a part of this. Perhaps the most important thing I have gained from your own magic is complete permission to live my truth and express myself. Each podcast has brought so much knowledge and inspiration to my life. Ali, Raquel, and all of their guests have answered so many huge questions for me and provided actual roadmaps toward finding my life's purpose. They have given me the spiritual communities of the Your Own Magic and Soul Stories tribes, where I and so many other amazing souls get to share our creativity and thoughts, as well as support, advise, and really just cheer each other on. It's so validating and liberating to know that you may be on a personal journey, but you are far from alone. 
You guys have given a voice and a community to so many people who really needed that, and I am beyond grateful for you and everyone I've met. When it comes to creating your own magic, I would say that really learning to listen to your intuition and honoring and trusting that completely brings so much magic to your life. You have the whole universe within you. Sending so much love to all of you. And now I'm going to answer some many questions, many, many questions. I've got the energy too. It's still, it's now 6.54 in the morning and I'm just going to start with the first one. Let's see. Catherine Parley asks, what is your number one tip for figuring out that void within yourself? I have something that's not aligned and I feel off. Then I binge eat to fill the void. What are some tips to recognize what your soul is trying to tell us? So, Catherine, dear Catherine, I'm going to extend beyond the three basic answers, which I'm juggling in my mind right now as my number one tip. Because obviously, I'm going to go to meditation and confiding in another human that you happen to trust and somebody that's going to tell it like it is. And then the third thing is to also journal or more like writing to your soul journaling versus just random journaling. But for whatever reason, I feel like saying right now, what I've learned on my cleanest phases when I feel most aligned and I don't cave to my old patterns of overeating, I notice something. I'm usually waking up to instantly do a lot of purposeful self-care. And in that time, many thoughts do come to mind that give me glimpses of what I need to know about myself and how I can improve upon that. And I truly believe how you start your day will determine how the rest of the day will go. But sometimes I do start my day off perfectly and then I've caved at night. Because for whatever reason, I'm an early bird. And then after the hour of 7 p.m., it's like all inhibitions (laughs) come into fruition. But I truly do believe that when you start your day and the way you start your day will determine how the rest of the day will go, especially when you premeditate the triggers that lead up to the binge at night and bring awareness to how you're going to shift from that. And if you start your day with a monkey mind, then you'll indeed end the day with a monkey mouth, at least in my case. (laughs) That's why a soulful morning is so, so, so sacred to me. And if you're like me, when you start your day in your God self, or you could say your goddess self, your higher self, universal self, whatever resonates with you, but when you start your day feeling more connected and you walk the rest of the day as this God self, eating healthy, being active, writing and you know, doing what you love 
And then when 7 p.m. rolls around and suddenly it is as if, you know, you're possessed by someone who doesn't want to even put her energy towards her god self, well, she may cave into her binging ways or mindless habits. While I'm in my goddess self, I take preventatives before that's triggered. And just so you know, there's no void or emptiness inside that needs to be filled as you are perfectly full all the time. You are perfectly fine. But perhaps you do have triggers that lead to a binge. And it's beginning to bring awareness to those patterns and also witnessing the voice in your mind that is telling you and making excuses. And it is so good at making the most random but convincing excuses that it's okay to reach for another scoop of almond butter or another eight scoops with some dates. (laughs) And that voice, that voice, it's so crafty, so, so canny and clever in how she's going to convince you. So to just be very aware of her and recognize her in your goddess self before she even comes. But One thing I've also learned recently is that it is okay to sit in that space of craving something, sit in that feeling knowing that it's only coming up now. And what can this craving and this feeling and this voice trying to get you to eat, what is that really trying to teach you? And where is this really coming from? And perhaps we never really give ourselves a chance to just sit and explore what we think is a void, what we might label as a void or an empty space. Even if we are full, we still have this thought that we have this void. And so maybe to explore whatever you think that is and sit with that. So right now, ask yourself, what time of day do I begin to weaken my God self? And before the hour strikes, Remind yourself that those urges are not you and you remind yourself to remind yourself for when that time comes and you will not listen and you will do something else instead. And I guarantee, you know, it might take 40 minutes, 30 minutes, hopefully 20 minutes, but you will let that craving go because every single time you, you silence that voice, you gain power over that voice and it weakens. And that's why it gets crafty and clever because it does not, that ego voice does not want to die. And then perhaps in a week or a month, that habit, that voice will finally be gone. And she might arise and she might be triggered and awakened from time to time because It's a part of our human nature to fall into the same traps and routines when we are triggered by the littlest things that we might even not recognize. So that's when it's time to learn to take power in that voice and to stop in this what you call a void or empty space and to really ask yourself all the questions. And I'm sorry if the word God is triggering for anybody. So you can say highest self, goddess self, whatever makes you feel most aligned with the best version of yourself. And so in your morning or at some point in your day to get into the space, of course, meditate, maybe sweat a little, do a little workout or a big workout, hard workout, whatever you feel at that moment to get out of your head. And then lots and lots and lots of journaling to your soul, writing to your soul writing what's really going on that makes you reach for more 
And some insight may appear at random in meditation or your workout or yoga, and it will be given to you through signs from the universe, signs from the voice of someone else or written messages that you see like street signs. It can be delivered in many unique ways. And I do hear those usually in thought whispers or signs that I see when I commit to do things in the morning and throughout my day that keep me aligned and in my God self. And those thought whispers or what you write out of love is what your soul is trying to tell you. But you need to be consistent and sometimes you'll hear it right away and sometimes you won't hear it in weeks or don't have an expectation on a time when you're going to hear it. But when you do, you know that there's really no formula or scientific experiment to figure out the answer, but it will be delivered to you and you will have this inner knowing that, that that's what the truth is, that that's what your soul wants you to know. I still have to remind myself to silence the voice that isn't me so I, I don't cave into those ways and I might even practice a little bit of self-reiki or EFT or often mantras and affirmations. Those are my big go-tos. So I hope that this helps because that's what's been helping me Also, speaking of Reiki and EFT, next week will be a Reiki master that we'll have on, so she'll be able to really talk all about that. So I hope this helps you, and thank you for submitting your question, Catherine. Much love for you. Next question, Alyssa Cristadoro. What do you do on days when you are feeling low? Do you struggle with feeling disconnected from others, and how are you able to cultivate a sisterhood? What are some of your goals for the next few months? I love you and all you do. Oh, well, one, dear Alyssa, I love you too. I really do. And thank you for all these questions. Three or no, four actually. Pretty loaded questions here. So one, what do I do on days when I'm feeling low? Well, first, before the low, I love my preventatives, of course. A deep, 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 long meditation with the when I can feel sadness creeping in with the intention to unlift, uplift my spirit, but also preventatives with avoiding my triggers that lead me to low days like overeating the night before or restricting my eating to compensate. And that will lead me to a low because I'm like, yeah, why know better? I'm not aligned right now. What am I doing? <laughs> and not doing anything but you know, stay at home or I guess stay in my Airbnb on a given day instead of exploring. And then on those days, I feel low later that day, which may trickle into the next morning. And if it's raining though, then I make sure I watch and observe the rain as long as I'm paying attention to nature in some way. It's huge key for me. And there are other preventatives But when I'm trudging through the mud, sinking lower and lower on those days where I'm in it, I'm in the low, 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 low. Honestly, I've gotten to a point now where I know that this low is only temporary. So I allow myself to sit with it as there's probably something coming up (laughs) that needs to be seen by me. And I don't force... A rainbow or sunshine 
though contrary to popular belief about me that I'm always happy, I'm not. I'm not. I'm human. It's a part of this experience and I'm so compassionate about that. But I do give myself permission to do something that will lift my spirit, that I know will lift my spirit. Like I will give myself permission to call someone who makes me laugh or watch something that makes me laugh, like hello sitcoms, or reading something that makes me laugh. One version of Raquel that you really don't often see is that I I am a, really a, a weirdo, quite a weirdo, and I love to make jokes, and I love to laugh a lot, and sometimes my coping mechanism can be to make light of a situation by joking about it to myself, <laughs> or seeing that I don't need to take this moment in life so seriously, but to still take it sincerely and sit with this space. So for the days you're in a low, do what you know usually lifts your spirits. But if you're so low where that just doesn't even sound like an idea you want to entertain, which I've been there before too, do what you want to do the least that you know usually does in the long run feel better. For example, maybe the last thing you want to do is go to a yoga class, but then after math, you're so happy you did that. Or maybe the last thing you want to do is to actually talk and confide and reach out to someone. It doesn't mean you have to vent about your problem in that moment if you don't want to, but if you do, perhaps that will really help going to your human or humans who don't want you to soak in this pain. I have something for you. If you haven't already taken advantage of Skillshare yet? I don't know what you're doing. It's just two months for 99 cents. So I challenge you for the next two months to dive in and learn something new and expand your knowledge and skill sets in many creative business and other lifestyle endeavors. Me, I am taking courses in entrepreneurship and actually productivity now because sometimes I can be a little floaty and I just, I want to be able to have a good system to expand and leverage your own magic. So for those of us that love business, it's for you. For those of us that are very creative, this is for you. For those of us interested in culinary and health and fitness and so much more, this is for you. Skillshare is seriously so fitting for your own magic as they can really help us unleash our own magic and nourish our own skills by deepening ones that exist or learning new skills that have been hidden within from creative writing masterclasses, photography, so we can take insta-worthy pictures of our friends or the travels that we see, and even entrepreneurship courses. They have over 20,000 courses to choose from for just shy of a dollar for two months. Seriously, this is such a steal. So just go to skillshare.com forward slash magic. And of course, make sure you follow the link to get that deal. Again, it's skillshare.com forward slash magic to start your two months today. That's skillshare.com forward slash magic. And then you also asked, do you struggle with feeling disconnected from others? Well, if I want to answer this honestly, now I do not always fully connect with others, yes, because connection is a two-way street, so you can only go as far as they're willing to, but is it really a struggle of mine? No, because if someone doesn't want to connect because they don't think our vibes align, that's totally fine. Whatever floats their boat, but I know I have 
beautiful friends who are floating with me on this boat. So it's really fine. So it's not a struggle at all if I don't connect with someone. Plus, I really care more about quality of friends than quantity. So as for my closest friends, the ones that I run to for anything, which is a very small stash, I find that to be way more valuable in deepening connections with people. And how were you able to cultivate a sisterhood? Ooh, that's tough because I think, honestly, just being me and being someone who sees the light and using my superpower of kindness um, and seeing the light in everyone. And I think I consciously surround myself with women who want to lift each other up instead of judge and bring each other down or compete with each other. So... When it comes to sisterhoods, it's okay to be selective when you feel tapped into your goddess and aligned self. And the right sisters will walk into your life. And what are some of your goals for your next few months? Well, ooh, all right. So as you might know, I've been planning a retreat for months now, but with someone amazing, but something happened with the person that's personal for them. And so I totally honor that. And so... It kind of took a pause as I let her go through what she was going through. And now I still just really want to pursue the retreat. And I'll probably do one with her later down in the future. But look out for that soon. Probably November for an announcement about that retreat. The Your Own Magic retreat. I don't want to wait for someone any longer. So I really just want to get it going. So you know what? I am. And I'm taking control, and that feels actually very empowering at that moment. So I also really want to get that in order, and I have another person who's been a guest on the show that wants to collaborate for a Your Own Magic retreat. So I apologize for being behind on that promise, and I hope that you understand. And I'm still finding the right publisher for the poetry book, as I've been dreaming about, and... I know that great things take time, so I'm being patient with that. Sometimes I'm tempted to just publish it, (laughs) self-publish, but I keep feeling deep down that I need to be patient for the traditional route for whatever reason. And I'm also recording a surprise for December for y'all, so I'm really excited about that. And yeah, there's a lot of things I intend on manifesting in 2019. Hey Soul Tribe, what is up and how's it going? My name is Barry and I'm so excited to be sharing the way that Yom has impacted my life and just a few words of magic for you all. So just before Yom came out, I had actually quit my corporate job and I had no idea what I was going to do and who I was going to become. And over the year as I've grown as an individual, Yom has really helped me answer my soul's call. Um, It's almost like Raquel and Allie have been spirit guides for my soul and I just can't say thank you enough. Um, They've helped me go through this process of awakening, arising, and ascending to honor my highest self and my inner goddess. So if I was to leave a little bit of magic with, with you all, I would say awaken, arise, and ascend honor your highest self and stay true to who you are. Speak your truth, go forth in your truth, and the universe will definitely, definitely catch you. I went from being a corporate dropout to now I'm a CEO of my own company in less than a year. So 
trust the universe, awaken, arise, and honor yourself. Vana Rose, what are some of your favorite songs and podcasts to listen to? Ooh, okay, so obviously Trevor Hall. <laughs> As you know, um, if you're familiar with this podcast, then you know my love for his music, which also I love Jack Johnson and Don Frankenreiter, which may also not come as a surprise either. But guys, I literally listen to every single genre and truly enjoy it. Actually, wait, not, I don't listen to Screamo anymore. I had a Screamo phase, not gonna lie, but I was also kind of sad at that time, kind of sad, but I seriously listen to everything, including country. Um, I say my go-to artists, though, are those who I mentioned, plus my favorite female singer is Ayla Nurio, my favorite rapper is Macklemore, and I love Odessa, and Rude, and Jai Wolf, and, oh, well, you asked for songs, not artists, so there's lots of songs. I love, um, I don't know the artists, but, oh, I also love all Ed Sheeran songs. <laughs> all Ed Sheeran songs are my favorite. So, my favorite songs right now, though, uh... Okay, well, this one's kind of embarrassing, but it uplifts my spirits a lot, and I dance around, <laughs> and I have a feeling many of you won't like this song, but I love the song High Hopes by Panic at the Disco, which, it just makes me want to dance, and also, Finesse, Bruno Mars is fun, so those are my two mainstream ones, and I'm loving this song, Take, by Echoes, and Die Trying by, I think, Mitchie, and, oh, Dotted Line by Pepper Proud, ooh, and also all songs by Alicia Cara, especially Stay, and Scars to Your Beautiful, I think that's what it is, which are old, but I love them, and, oh, there's so many, and podcasts, well, lately, as my interests have changed and evolve of course I still love my friend Jordan's podcast Soul on Fire as I always want to support her and she's just she has such a inspiring journey right now um but as far as like-minded podcasts my other go-tos would maybe be The Lively Show with Jess Lively and Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and all the Hay House podcasts but then some that might surprise you I'm just into any self-expanding podcast that aren't even spiritual but very intelligent and long form and so they're they're spiritual in their own way they just might not be a part of the spiritual circus like Tim Ferriss and James Altucher and Design Matters with Debbie Millman my podcast list is truly all over the place as I download so many random shows even I've listened to I'll even listen to entertainers like Josh Peck I just listened to one yesterday uh, Josh Peck Curious, the one with John Stamos. It was so random, but I was like, I feel like listening to a random entertainment podcast right now. So I did. Dora Burick, do you believe in free will? Well, Dora, absolutely. I would like to think that I'm not a walking robot or a dollar puppet being played by forces in other dimensions that you know, that I'm freely living this life and consciously creating my future and life by design at my own will. But I do believe we were planted here for a reason and for a purpose and we're allowed to live as we choose, but we will be delivered messages and signs and people that do help guide us towards living our purpose 
and making a difference in the world in some way and that we have different paradigms to choose from depending on every decision we make in every moment. But ultimately, we have free will. Leah Berkeley, what's your process like for choosing guests? All right, ready guys? This is a top secret and no one has ever heard it yet. I go and I stalk them. And no, I actually just, I really send an email. That's all. Or a text message if they're my friend. And I make it short and sweet. Always short and sweet. Because when I get super long emails, for whatever reason, it takes me a lot longer to answer long emails. But here are some tips. So let's say you can't find their email. Just type in so-and-so's name, business contact information in Google. Or go to Google and type in at, like the at sign, whatever their name is for the site.com email. And it may pop up from their site or from another site that happens to have their email. I'm sneaky. And also listen to Alex Benayan's cold email he presented on the podcast in August because I've been using that template but tailored it to my own voice. And I have so many guests that I'm going to be interviewing in November. It's insane. And I believe that this also answers part of Breely's question. And Breely asks, is it difficult for you to reach out and contact the people you interview for the podcast? Do you have to give them a spiel on who you are and what you're about? Who is someone you were most nervous to reach out to other than T. Hall? <laughs> I love that everyone, I love that you assume I was nervous to reach out to T. Hall, which he was one of my first, so I definitely was the first time around nervous. And I do give them a short spiel. I have a short statement about Yom that I send them, and they also usually will request some sort of proof. <laughs> so I'll send them a screenshot of the back end of how many listeners it has and downloads it gets, especially if they're more widely known. They want to know that it's reached by a certain number, which is interesting. I always find especially, but whatever. And I for, and I for sure don't get nervous to email them because I have no problem with rejection, but I do get nervous before the interview always nervous. And you know what? There are actually a couple of times where I just didn't feel any nerves whatsoever. And now I realize that's not a good sign because I it didn't go as well as I hoped that they went. So though I'm calm and grounded, I like to have little butterflies flying around inside as, you know, they really just, they make me feel as if I'm being taken care of in that moment to make sure that this message is delivered the way it's intended to be delivered to many ears. Oh, and also before I send the email, I send good energy. I place my hand over the screen and I send good energy to the email that it's well received because that makes me feel better. With Yom, I feel like I can be who I am when I'm traveling, even when I'm at home at my computer in my little personal bubble of comfort. And to create your own magic, I would suggest to put yourself first and love yourself as much as you love everyone who's part of this tribe. Kira Peterson, what does your typical day look like at the moment? Do you ever feel lonely traveling alone? Do you get recognized often from people who know you from social media? 
All right. <laughs> Kira, dear Kira, you're going to think I'm crazy, but uh, some of you are probably on the same boat. So when my typical day, I actually wake up around 4.30. The first thing I look at is my phone without the notifications, by the way. I have that setting place so I don't get distracted by any notifications. So I'm not set in a reactive mode, but I just want to know the time. And it's usually around 4.30 and then sometimes 4.44, which is really cool because those are my numbers. Then I usually go grab my coffee with Four Sigmatic so I get shroom benefits and sometimes decaf coffee or I just need coffee. I'm, it's, it's my favorite taste in the world when it comes to drinks. It might be my one vice, guys. It's my one vice, okay? But Four Sigmatic, you don't have to feel guilty. Four Sigmatic forward slash Soul Tribe. Discount code Soul Tribe. Anyways, so I whip out my coffee with some sort of magical mushroom and I have my magical journal and I begin to journal away for two pages, sometimes four or five, depending on how I'm flowing. Then I have a separate journal to map out my day and I set intentions, write some grateful statements, and then I'm off to work out immediately before I talk myself out of it. Except for today, I just did a short yoga flow and I was in the flow to talk to you on this podcast right now. It does change all the time depending on my flow, but I do make sure I move my body every day. I was honestly for a little bit being a little lazy bum for a while. I would walk. I would always walk. So I go for a walk jog or running intervals or some resistance training or full yoga sessions. And then I always wrap up with some yoga stretches and breathing. And then I eat. Then I meditate for 15 to 20 minutes, either guided or I guide myself. And then usually call someone from home or just go straight to whatever I have to do that day. And I work till my mental energy is not so crisp or just till I don't feel in flow to do that. And then afterwards, I like to go explore and just live and really, there's no routine from there. But if I'm in a funk, I will just meditate for a long time or I dance or I wander and stroll through whatever foreign country I'm in. I do want to have an evening routine that is future Raquel, I don't want to say goal, but intention. I have an intention to have an evening routine. I used to. So when I am finally settled in my apartment, that is my intention to set. And when I do have an evening routine, I will let you know. And do I ever feel lonely? Yes. Yes, I do. I sometimes feel lonely. Especially since I am in my own physical presence 80 to 90% of the time. But then I know that I'm also not ever alone. I know that this is part of my journey um, and part of my... I'm, I feel like right now I'm still in the learning phases to be more of a deliver, deliverer of messages in my future. But I used to not feel lonely ever. When I first moved to Bali, not even an ounce the first year. I was alone all the time too. And for whatever reason... Loneliness did not creep in. But then after having an amazing Hawaii experience with Ali and having a just a best friend, a companion around all the time, then I moved to London and it was back to being alone. Whew. I think that was almost like shocked my body and I went into this pretty dark time for a little bit. But of course I would tap into my God self and 
lift myself up before recording podcasts and talking to guests so I can deliver something light to you because I knew this was only temporary. And then Christina came to see me and to also snap me out of my sadness, which was so amazing of her. So she came to my rescue and then when she left, it started to creep back in, but I recognized it was creeping in. So then I whipped out my tools before I spiraled down and yeah, and now I'll be with my mom and pops in less than two weeks. But guys, I'm, I'm good, I promise. And I have my spiritual tool belt and all of you to keep me up and out of my head. So thank you. And thanks for these questions, Kira. And oh, you also asked, do you get recognized often from people who know you from social media? All the time. That's why I stay cooped up in my hotel room. And no, no. Um, <laughs> Not even close. I'm not even really on social media, you know, except for our little Facebook group, which I love having like this very close tribe. But people that aren't in our group sometimes wonder if I'm even alive. I do get random texts from old friends checking to see if I'm alive because they don't know. But do I get recognized? I actually have a few handfuls of times. And it's very interesting. I feel like people would recognize my voice and then my face since I'm weird and like to be different than the norm and not really be on social media (laughs) at the moment. But, you know, if you do see me, I love to, I would love to meet you. So please say hi. Your own magic soul tribe has brought so much so much power to my perception of who I am in relation to the world it has sparked my spiritual journey um it has been one of the biggest contributors to feeling connected to individuals that understand and want to strengthen that connection that they share to this universe I would advise the listeners of Your Own Magic podcasts in order to create your own magic, you have to understand your true nature. And understanding that is not a matter of just grasping knowledge. It is a deep, deep deep-rooted awareness in every part of who you are everything that you identify as you have to acknowledge is only a fraction of what is and once you let go of feeling like your identification is dissimilar from the rest You will see that the magic that you have been longing for has been waiting at your fingertips for you to use. Kamiya Sobi, how did you react when you were first exposed to the spiritual life? Have you always been this way or did something trigger inside of you? How did your life change after this life? And what did you miss with the older version of yourself? I've 
always been a bit spiritual, but got really triggered after consistent Bikram yoga and finding this podcast. At first, I loved everything about it, but then somehow something opened inside me and I got really depressed. I see it as a rebirth. I'm a lot better now, but I'm still getting to know my new self. Ooh, ooh, dear Kania. That's some deep-seated truth resting right there. Wow. Oh. I'm going to breathe into this question. Oh, I have chills. Well, I remember walking into a yoga class with high expectations that I had set on myself outside of my mat and just in life, and they drove me miserable and brought me high anxiety and sadness and I was in a dark place when I took this yoga class and I didn't like it during because my mind was always complaining about everything and it was hard and it was my first yoga class ever so I was frustrated that I couldn't balance like everyone else or touch my toes and I was annoyed that I kept getting adjusted for looking different than anyone else in a pose because I was just mimicking what I thought the pose looked like. But then we got into this flow and then we lied on our backs like a dead man in corpse pose. And after that death, I felt reborn as if all that misery was washed away and I woke up the next day feeling reborn. So then I was hooked and though I didn't realize I was about to embark on this spiritual journey, I do believe that was just a taste of it. Then certain spiritual books started to work their way into my awareness without me seeking this path. And so I do believe that after so many yoga classes and books and meditations, it wasn't, it was triggered inside of me once I accumulated so many experiences. I'm not like Byron Katie where I just woke up and it just happened. That would be amazing. Um, That's... So that's when I fell deep. Actually, I'd say I rather rose high. So it was just, yeah, an accumulations of many things that triggered that desire. But I'm still human. And as long as I have this shell, I'll always be human. Just a little more of a woke human like yourself who does get triggered and the ego can really be really mean. And you ask, how did your life change after this? Well, I've talked about this in many episodes, but long story short, it reframed my reality to observe the world and myself from a more compassionate perspective, allowing myself to see everything with a beginner's mind and knowing that I'll never know all the answers, but implementing what I do know and just doing my best day by day, even when I have slip-ups and one of my triggers that I really have been working on is letting go of the past year or so and missing my older self. That's a huge one, missing my older self. You know, my older self who was just so excited about learning all the new findings in spirituality and she truly didn't have a rainy day that she wanted to be in Bali alone because she was just having so much fun in her own presence. And she was, and especially since she was just really discovering so much about spirituality. She was on such a high. She had the energy to run 10 miles a day, but at the same time, 
you know, she suppressed many anxieties and traumas that were just buried deep down that she wasn't facing at that time. And so now I believe that those have been coming to surface as right now I'm in my journey of my Saturn return, which is beautiful as I'm learning so much more about myself too, trying to see myself beyond my shell and beyond myself is part of my journey right now and observing my world from another point in consciousness. So at first I loved everything about the spiritual world because it was so enticing and new and I felt free like when I first went vegan. I thought it was the right diet and I had so much energy and I felt so excited and free as well on all the things in life because I thought that I found the answer which I still feel plant-based is the answer for me. But, you know, when you first start out, it's like a honeymoon phase and you get this high, high in the beginning. But I don't like to say the universe tests us, but it's like we are being challenged to really practice what we've studied, especially when we're preaching it to the world. And, And it can be really hard and it's easy to honestly spiral back into depression or sadness or a dark place. But, you know, this is only temporary. Honestly, I've been on and off extremely sad since April, and I have to use my tools to keep the light shining on me and to release the darkness inside me and to sit with the dark space and ask what this is teaching me at this moment. All the tools that guests have shared to help me along the way. And, Camilla, you'll always be walking your spiritual path, even if you're aware of it or not, even if you're resistant to it or not especially now that you have accumulated so much knowledge to learn from your soul. And so there's really no turning back away from that now. And so you are going to continue to experience hard times in life and depressing times because a lot of times with a lot of wisdom can sometimes, and life lessons can sometimes bring a lot of shadows up to surface. And I promise during those downtimes, there will be a lot of life lessons for growth. But if you can find the space to find compassion within yourself to understand that this is just a part of the human contract and know that it's only temporary and have compassion with yourself that you are human and it's okay to be sad at this time. It's okay that you're depressed at this time and use the tools that you know to lift your spirits a little bit and give yourself permission to do things that lights you up no matter what it is. I've already mourned the loss of my old self and I've accepted that she's completely gone and I'm learning to fully love the beauty and the newfound wisdom of my new self too, which I fully love my newfound wisdom, but I'm learning to love, love, love my new self unconditionally in which she's still she, just like you said, reborn. She's just reborn into something greater whether we're aware of it or not. So thank you so much for this question as it really rings deep for me. And Madeline Schweikert had a similar question that I can piggyback off this. And Madeline asks, when you are going through something physically or mentally difficult, how do you keep focus on a spiritual or larger, greater perspective? I have found it difficult recently when being affected by something that feels big to not let my anxieties get to me and I wonder if there is a way to hold on to perspective much love 
Much love to you too, Madeline, and I hope that the previous answer helped, but to expand on this and to cater to your answer more, and honestly, I don't know if I fully understand what you mean by hold on to perspective, I because I have many different interpretations of what you could potentially mean, but from my perspective of your question... I hope that this helps and I wouldn't say that there's a way to hold on to perspective as that will always evolve and change and we want to shift as long as it's opening our eyes to more universal truths over societal beliefs. And so let's say and so let's say something is happening to you physically or mentally that you find challenging and resistant to live from spirit or you don't believe that you're worthy of focusing on a spiritual perspective that you will likely be told many things and guided by many people who have a variety. Know that you will likely be told many things and you're likely to be guided by many people who have a variety of perspectives to deliver to you that they want to give you. And through that, you can mold and form your own perspectives that create that create this reality that you wholeheartedly feel is right for you and perhaps it doesn't seem to be the most spiritual because what does that even mean anyways sometimes I'm like we're all spiritual and I see more people who are so kind and truly living in spirit but I digress so Madeline the greatest thing that you can do for your spirit is to know and remind yourself that you are human and though this experience isn't fully you it is temporary and it is part of the experience so to have compassion for all the humanisms and all your anxieties and know that you're just you're not alone and you don't need to hold on to anything from the past or any dream for the future if it doesn't sit right anymore as it's all about reshaping and reframing your perspective of how you've evolved now and how you truly feel in this present moment that's all that really matters and so i hope that my interpretation of your question was correct i hope the question before also helped and my expanded answer here helped in some capacity so thanks for sending something madeline and much love To be continued. <laughs>